my name is Dawn. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vineyard, and we're so thankful that you joined us again. And this is my husband, Luke. And um, I'm an introvert. I think I've shared that with quite a few people here. (laughs) Who's all the introverts out there? (laughs) All right. Yeah, uh, introverts won't respond to that. (laughs) They're like... They might do one clap. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always resistant to people telling me what to do, too, so... (laughs) It's uh, I don't know if that's no a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Luke is something quite different than an introvert. I'm an extrovert. He's an extrovert, yeah. and we are definitely opposites attract. If you guys have spent any time with us, um, even just hearing our stories here on stage, we are complete opposites. So this is either going to be really fun today, or it's going to be a complete train wreck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, when, when we prepare our messages, if we're doing anything together, it's like, all right, you go do yours, and I'll wait until Sunday morning. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Hey, would you pray for us, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for today. I thank you for each person that is here, um, the classrooms, the teachers, the volunteers, uh, everyone who is involved in this Sunday service. Lord, I pray that you would just bless them, and thank you so much for their service. I pray that you would just speak to us, Lord, in um, how the Holy Spirit can move within each of us, Lord. We're all individuals. We're all different. And I pray that you would just speak to us today. In your holy name, amen. So for 20 years, uh, Luke and I have been married for, in October, it'll be 21 years. We've been dating. uh, We dated for about nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very quickly. Um... So we've been, and we've always worked together. Like, even when we were engaged, we were doing landscaping together. So we've worked in the mortgage firms, and every every job we've ever had, we've always worked together. It's kind of weird how that turns out. Um, so we've been married for 20 years. We've tried to learn how to raise a family, being an introvert and an extrovert. And then, you know, with the families comes, you know, all of your like all of his and um, stuff and how he was brought up. How she wanted to say dysfunctions, <laughs> just to be really clear what she meant. You know, like we all have dysfunctions. We all have good <laughs> things that we take from our families, um, but trying to parent that way too. And then we also try to work together um, and create friendships together as well as work and ministry together. So um, even though we are completely different, we... It's just a constant, you know, trial and error, and we figure out a lot of times we just say we agree to disagree. That's mostly (laughs) what we say. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I always also say that um, we don't work well together, too. We're both firstborns, and firstborns are usually stubborn and set in their ways, so we've had to get through that together. But we're getting better. Yeah, he always says we're getting better. We're getting better. (laughs) I think yeah. we just kind of give up, too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how many of you are familiar with the Enneagram, just out of curiosity? Enneagram? So, or personality tests, right? That's kind of what we're talking about today, is we're talking a little bit about introverts, extroverts, and the Holy Spirit, because we've been in a sermon series uh, talking about the Spirit. And uh, I'm an Enneagram 7, as, uh, and Don, you're a 9. I'm a 9, which is a peacemaker. Um, 
yeah, so Luke's a, the, the life of the party, the center of attention. You said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> it's true. No, <laughs> I, I just sit back and watch it all happen. And Yeah, there's just, it, it was really funny, though, because uh, like Dawn, you know, she's like, I need to have really detailed notes. She's like, well, do you have notes? I'm like, no. I got, <laughs> I got some jotted down ideas. And so we're, I guess, we are so different. And, and our personalities are a, a big reason why our differences exist. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we've been talking about just the, the differences a little bit in our own lives because, like, I tend to, um, I like, I thrive off of people. I enjoy being around people. And I'm convinced that Dawn could be in the backyard with her dogs and not me every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get invited to your parties. No. <laughs> well, even the other morning, um, we didn't, we had, like, one kid home. It was so weird in the morning. And he, he was still sleeping, and I'm like, hey, do you want to? I enjoy my cup of coffee in the morning with my dogs and my cats and our tortoise. <laughs> do you want to come and sit in the back with me? And he's like, okay. So I'm like, wow, he's like actually going to sit and have tranquility and peace of mind. And, and then he was just looking around, and the sun was glaring on his face, and I love the sun. And, and I'm like, do you want to sit on the other side? Because he was like squinting and... and um, I lasted for two minutes. I know. It was like two minutes he was out there. I'm like, this is, he's like, okay, well, I got to go now. So I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, we figured out, so we, we, Don and I did date for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we met in, in university. Um, I was studying theology. Don was an early education uh, major. And my, she was actually really good friends with my sister who I never hung out with and then I decided to start hanging out with my sister so I could meet Don and then I ditched my sister (laughs) but uh we we pretty much you know just we fell in love I think pretty quickly um and then it wasn't until our wedding day that I realized that that, that one of the differences because when uh we had you know hundreds of people at our wedding and Don and I made it our way up front and I held her hands her hands were soaking wet (laughs) And I was like, what is going on? And she was so nervous to be in front of everybody that she just, you know, it was it was like, oh, okay. I just she gets hated nervous. being center of attention even on our wedding day. I yeah. absolutely hated it. And so. here you are today. And here I am today <laughs> speaking. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, um, you know, one of the things that we started talking a little bit in regard to the Holy Spirit was wanting to explore a little bit and talk about um, our need to be a church where introverts and extroverts both are welcomed, are valued, and are able to engage with the work of the Spirit. And, um, you know, I think Don and I have been influenced quite a bit by an author by the name of Mark Tanner, who I had a chance to meet uh, about 10 years ago, maybe in, in uh, maybe about 10 years ago in England. And he's an a Anglican uh, pastor, and he wrote a book called The Introvert Charismatic, and it's a really great book. But th- just listen to what he says here, because I think this... This quote has kind of been in the back of our minds as far as wanting to talk a little bit about this. But this is what Mark writes. He says, God has deliberately made us different and needing each other in order to open to us the blessing of genuine fellowship and cooperation. Male needs female, left needs right, introvert needs extrovert, and vice versa. Not all of these are mutually exclusive categories either. This is not about pigeonholing or limiting people. It is about interdependence, valuing the other, and learning to be the body of Christ within which none of us has everything. We all bring something, 
God's people belong together and need each other. So a lot of churches um, like ours like to celebrate extroverts, but we're not that great at celebrating introverts. So I think Luke and I are try to be super sensitive to that just because of our, you know, ways. Um, and, um, and I grew up in a church that they celebrated extroverts. How many people have been, felt that way? You know, like you're an introvert. Maybe you sit in the back and like to hide. Maybe you're in, I like to sit up front. I was like the, I like to not be distracted too. Um, that's why I sit up in the front row, <laughs> Doug. <laughs> uh, but a lot of introverts <laughs> like to hide too, you know, and be in the, in the last row and get in and out as soon as they can too. And it's all okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's important to flesh out. I mean, when Don and I first, uh, we had been dating for maybe three months, she invited me to her church back in Michigan. And, uh, and I went, and on the flight from Minneapolis to, uh, to Michigan, she's like, oh, by the way, we're going to be going to church. It's like, oh, okay. She's like, church tonight, church Saturday, church Sunday morning, church Sunday night, and then we fly home Monday. And I was like, Awesome. That sounds so fun. Get to know my family. Yeah, and and I, in our first service I went to, you know, we sat in the front, and um, it was like a extrovert's paradise because everybody was just running around in circles, and there were banners and flags, and it was just, it was really, really, um, it just felt like if you were an introvert, you would not want to be in that room. And uh, I always thought that was interesting because Don being this super introvert, you know, it was it was like, huh. And so we've talked a lot about that in church, about how can we be a church again that, that welcomes both types of personalities. And that's, that's kind of really the heart behind what we're talking about because um, I think the sad thing is, is that oftentimes churches um, don't do a great job of celebrating introverts. And so if you're an introvert here, you know, I think we want to be a place where you feel welcomed. And then if you're an extrovert, we also want to be a place where you're able to participate and, and so it's, it's kind of a complicated thing, though, because we tend to like to be around people that are just like ourselves, right? And so it makes us comfortable. And so introverts, I mean, like, to the left of me is the introvert area. <laughs> they sit like, behind don't, me. Don't look at them, though, okay? But, I mean, it's, it is interesting how there's – that we just have a tendency to where we stick kind of where we feel most comfortable. And so um, – you know, we've, we, I think as a church, we've, we've seen that our church, is, as we are intentional about being, um, being both of those things, we've seen extroverts and introverts being able to make uh, a difference in people's lives together. And so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about introverts and extroverts and how these types of people can respond to the Holy Spirit. That's really what we're, what we're wanting to do. So, um, so let's spend a little time thinking about this, this question about introverts and extroverts. And Don's been really helpful for me to help me understand in, uh, extroverts and introverts a bit more. So, Don, help us, help us by defining some of these terms, like yeah, explain so, what they are. Um, what is an introvert? And this can be along any spectrum. You know, like there's, there are introverts that are up here on stage regularly, and, um, and you'd never know that they were. So this is kind of just a general, um, general information. Introverts can get energy from being alone or being with individuals or small groups. Introverts are comfortable in and gain energy from the inner life. Um, a big thing that I always say and, and I root for is soul care. Introspection? Interspection, sorry. 
Uh, drinking coffee alone in the backyard. That's um, something an introvert would do or the front yard. Um, introverts liked to tend to process internally, take time to really think about what they're going to say before they say it. And people often assume that introverts are antisocial or shy, but they not, that's not necessarily true at all, all the time. And then if you're thinking about what, what's an extrovert, like extroverts love to communicate. Sometimes they over-communicate. And then it stresses introverts out. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to repeat myself, too. I think any mom does that. You, I say, okay, I'm just a robot, repeating myself over and over again, over-communicating, super annoying. Um, Extroverts are inspired by socializing. Extroverts are very open and free with their willingness to share their thoughts and opinions. Extroverts find it, and it easy to meet new people and make new friends. So you could be in the middle of a lot of those, um, a lot of those spectrums. So, yeah, I think that's something that uh, we I've noticed over the years in my own life too. Is there's this other category that. Um, sociologists and psychologists talk about um, omniverts. And so like most of my life, I've been super extrovert. But what I've found is in the last probably two or three, maybe four years, um, I've noticed that there's times where I actually function more as an introvert. Um, just out of curiosity, how many of you extroverts are out there? Just if you're an extrovert, come on, it's okay. Yeah, no, no pause to raise our hands. Introverts were like, nope. Extroverts, like I am here, right? But if, if uh, I'm just curious, how many of you who are extroverts also have times where you can, you're thriving off of people and relationships, but then you like get to the point where you have got to be by yourself for a little while. Like you just burn yourself out on people a little bit. Yeah, and so I think this, this concept of omnivert is actually really an interesting, um, an interesting idea. And so there's a group of people who I think kind of display the character traits of both introverts and extroverts. And and this morning, what we wanted to spend a few more minutes do, talking about is suggesting that I think the church, our church especially, uh, in our context, I think we should do our best to be omnivert, meaning we should display the character traits of both introverts and extroverts, um, and we should place, be a place where people of both personality traits feel welcomed, feel valued, also are able to contribute in their own, um, their own ways, uh, so to speak. And so... One of the guiding passages of Scripture for us is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. And, and Don's going to read this first. And just listen to what Paul says here for a minute. So 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have a gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So each of us, according to Peter here, introverts and extroverts alike, every one of us, if we're a follower of Jesus, we've been given spiritual gifts, you know, which are Holy Spirit empowerments. And so what, Paul, uh, what Peter is saying here is that God has glorified um, by those who are comfortable in large crowds and who um, maybe have no problem and thrive a bit on the large crowd connection, relational communication side of things. But then he's also glorified by those who enjoy being behind the scenes. And I, I think in the last, probably the last month and a half, this is one thing that um, I've been just 
really reflecting on a lot and seeing in our church community because, again, Don and I are, I think, are trying to live in this tension to where we tend to be an introvert and an extrovert, and we are really different. We thrive off of different things like Don. I mean, just as a... Um, uh, appreciation. Don does so many, she does millions of things behind the scenes every week for our church community. And she loves that. Like, I'm always like, why do you do that? You know, and she's like, I'm so happy doing this. You know, like, why do you just want to clean the church all the time? It's so weird. And she's like, I love it. I meet with Krista and I, and we have these great talks and it's this one-on-one introvert time. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Not Krista. Just so you be very clear. I like, Krista's good. She's amazing. Krista's good. <laughs> Uh, but I always, because he always asks me that, like, why don't you find other people to do it? And anyone is will, that likes cleaning or just hanging out in smaller groups, you're more than welcome to join Krista and I. But um, I always tell Luke that, you know, like he likes guiding and, and meeting new, fly fishing and meeting new people and hearing their stories on, on the boat or on the river. Um, it's soul care for you, and that's soul care for me. It doesn't make sense to some people, but it is. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's a really important. L- listen to this. I think this is what we really are trying to pin. is for the church, for our church, I think we need to work really hard to get along with each other. <laughs> Can we all agree with that? Yeah? Like, especially today. I think we have to work hard to get along with each other, and then we also have to work um, hard at at being able to recognize that our, our, we are different and that we're okay with that, you know? Like, I think that's made us, um, we've, if we've become healthier in our marriage the more that, we, and when we recognize our differences and respect those differences, um, we generally do a lot better than when we're like, why aren't you like me? Which is generally me doing that to her, just to be very clear. So, um, how can we become an omnivert church? A church that welcomes, includes, and values both introverts and extroverts. Just think about that a little bit. Um, what does that look like? Yeah, so let's just talk about that for a minute. How to be an omnivert. We have three things we're going to do this morning. Three uh, ways to maybe encourage us as a community to be an omniverted church. And the first, the first thing is that I think this is an extrovert speaking to extroverts. Extroverts, we need to learn to value soul care introspection and the inner life. Um, I've, I've struggled with these things in my life because most of my life has tended to be high octane, go, 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 go. Um, but what I've also learned in the last 10 years is that times of prayer and times of solitude are really, really important for us. Um, being alone with God is, is really, really important for your relationship with God. It's it's like, I think that every extrovert, whether they want to agree with this or not, or they're aware of it or not, is that we do need times where we can actually, like, take a pause and really press into the inner life a bit. And, and I think we need to learn how to intentionally value those practices for ourselves, but also we need to value those practices uh, in the church at large. Um, you know, again, I've grown up in a lot of churches where, again, this is observation. I've been in church for 40-something years of my life. And it seems like churches are really, really good at, at being places where extroverts can do their thing. Like, the louder you are, the more you get celebrated. And in our type of charismatic churches, the weirder you are, sometimes you get celebrated. And, and I'm not saying that those things are bad. I mean, we are a church where we can be weird together, <laughs> right? But I do think that we need to value um, those who are not like that and those who are maybe 
quietly, introspectively praying and who their personality is, is less about um, running around in circles and more about maybe wanting to, to sit and pray and to spend time in that. So, so that's number one. Extroverts learn to value, that we need to learn to value soul care, introspection, and the inner life. And number two is for the introverts. Uh, we need to learn to take risks and move outside of our comfort zone. We are very comfortable being comfortable. <laughs> um, and being married to an extrovert, um, Luke has definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. He's taught me to have a voice and to, and that my voice matters and my opinions matter, even if they don't always make sense, you know, like he's taught me um, how to communicate better and not be scared to voice those opinions that I have. Um, as a newly married couple, um, 20 years ago, he, uh, Luke went out with his friends a lot. He went out at night with his friends, and, and I was okay with that because I'd stay home and clean and do laundry. <laughs> we, we didn't really even fight about it, you know. Um, it was just, that's just how it was. Even in college, I think I would stay in my dorm, and he would go hang out, and I'd just stay in my dorm and talk to my um, dorm people, <laughs> whatever. It's been a while since we've been in college. Um, but there was a couple times where we would, Luke would invite me and really want me to go hang out with some of his friends, some of our friends in a group setting. And there was one that, one story in particular that just really stood out to both of us when we were getting ready for this um, Sunday um, was he invited me to a group setting where they were going to play games, okay? And um, it was game night, and they were all, we were all together. And they decided to play charades, which is the worst game for an introvert. It's, like, awful <laughs> because you have to get up in front of people that you don't even know. Um, so I decided, okay, I, I know a few of these people. I'm going to go. I'm going to, like, get out of my comfort zone. And it was my turn to participate in charades, and I completely froze. It was awful. It was so bad. Um, and I was like a deer in headlights. I didn't know what to do. It was embarrassing. Luke was like, what is going on? I was on the verge of crying. That's how bad it was. Like, and it was just a stupid game. <laughs> uh, Luke, Luke even said, like, it was called, have you guys ever watched um, Office Space? Ever seen the, uh, the movie Office Space? Yeah, well, Milton, like, yeah. there's, this, there's this character named Milton, and he's like, I'm, 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 I'm. that was Don. Don, stapler Don totally turned stapler. into Milton. <laughs> I was like, why me. are you so nervous? Her hands were sweating, and she was having a panic attack. I was like, you just have to do, act like a deer. Deer. Just <laughs> so deer. Dumb. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. And now, you know, speaking 20, 22 years later, um, you can be up here and be an introvert. Melanie Wilson says she's an introvert, too. <laughs> she's up here singing every Sunday. So. I don't know if that's true anymore. <laughs> the more I get to know her, I'm like, yeah. we're pretty similar. But Used yeah. to be. Used to be. <laughs> yeah. So we need to give people space to be themselves and grow sometimes and take a lot of, and sometimes that takes a lot of time, too. Yeah. I, I think this is really important for us is um, discipleship is a process. In discipleship, we, we talk about how that is becoming more like Jesus, right? That's, that's what we as a church community are committed to. Jesus says that's, that's our mission, so to speak, in Matthew 28. And so if that's our process, then there's this really interesting tension that we, we have to 
always hold is that we have to accept people where they, where they are. Um, you know, we, I mean, when somebody walks into the door, what do we always say? Come as you are, right? So we want people to feel like they can come as they are, and, and we, we accept them where they're at. And then we also have to trust that the Holy Spirit was going to work in their lives to be able to bring them to a place where being, becoming more like Jesus. And so there's this really, there's this balancing act, this tension that we're, I think, holding as followers of Jesus where we are telling people the truth and teaching them the, the Bible and what the Bible teaches about the way that we should live. But we also do that in a posture of listening to them and being gracious and merciful and loving. And it is hard. I think it's a, a really challenging at times because, again, I feel like we are really good at, at um, welcoming people who are like us and, and being around people who are like us. But the kingdom is a kingdom that's a, a mosaic. And we're going to see uh, in Revelation in the end, it's, it's every tribe, every nation, every tongue represented. And so here's the caveat to this, uh, to this last one, though is I think it's really easy to say things like, you know, well, raising hands or, or singing, that's for extroverts. And extroverts do that, and I'm an introvert, so I'm just going to sit here and not participate. And, and I think that that's wrong. I, I think that there are some practices and some ways of engaging in worship that are, that, are, um, that are things that introverts and extroverts both are supposed to do. And so we have this, this, uh, this tension, I think, in our lives. And so when... Don was talking a little bit earlier about wanting to take risks as, a, as an introvert. I think that's something that we have to work hard at doing because um, as an extrovert, I, I'll tell you, I grew up and I was really scared to practice, uh, uh, to participate in worship for a long time. Like the idea of raising my hands was like the, just the craziest thing until I saw over and over again in scripture guiding um, our practices in worship and lifting your hands as a very common biblical way to worship and for me it was an idea of surrender and that's the thing i think that introverts and extroverts both need to be challenged with is that we all need to be willing to surrender to the lordship of jesus amen that's what really we want to to maybe think about this morning and so um so really i think don and i um wanted to stimulate our thinking and our intentionality as a church community to to be intentional about these things like you know this week um this week has been very challenging in some ways for certain people due to the political climate and it seems like we just keep going up and down up and down and and i've i've i'm committed and i think that don's committed and many of our church community is committed to being a church where people of of every walk of life feel welcomed and valued and loved and that is really hard, like really, really hard, because on any given day, there are certain people that are celebrating and excited, and there's other people who are upset and mad, right? That's like the political climate in the world. And I think it's wrong, though, to think that the vineyard is not political, because we are more political than you realize, meaning that our kingdom politic is going to always challenge us to center ourselves on King Jesus and the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And so because of that, we're going to at times, um, we're going to struggle and we're going to wrestle through different topics and challenging issues and things like that. And, and so what we're talking about with introverts and extroverts all goes together, though, because we have to take the time to be relational and listen to each other and, and try to be engaging with each other and, and um, doing that while celebrating truth. And, you know, I think taking the time to, to really work on being able to do these things in a loving way. So I'd, like, I'd love to have us stand up for a minute. 
And we're going to spend a few minutes just praying together and maybe see if there's something that the Lord would want us to respond to a bit. Um, I guess, you know, I'm just going to speak as a, as an extrovert, you know, the more that I've spent time with Don, um, the more that I've just learned about Jesus. And, um, and so I just love her more than anything in the world. And I'm glad that I have the microphone so I can say these things. Uh, but I think it's not just about her. It's about all the extroverts and the introverts in the room and just us being able to value each other really matters. And, um, and so if you're an introvert here, I just want to say on behalf of extroverts, we're very glad that you're a part of our community. And then if you like sitting in the back row, it's totally okay. (laughs) And so Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence right now. And we want to ask for your guidance now in your direction. I just would like to pray for the introverts in the room. Um, You know, like maybe um, um, the thought of being an extrovert or an omnivore is scary. Or even your, you know, your pride comes in. As an introvert, um, you know, and um, I'm just going to pray for God's guidance to give you strength to step out and be vulnerable with people around you um, in your friendships and people that um, you notice. Um, I just, I would like to pray just, Lord, that you would. Uh, bless all the introverts in the room, Lord, and give them courage to stand up and vocalize what is going on in their heart and their mind. I also pray for the introverts that however they are willing and to serve you, Lord, um, you know, whether it's the one-on-one conversations while you're walking with your neighbor or talking over the fence or borrowing borrowing tools from your neighbor. Lord, I I pray that um, there would be opportunities, more opportunities like that, that we would see your hand in it, Lord, and for opportunities to share your grace and your love with our neighbors and our extended family. And friends here at church, too, Lord, that if we feel a nudge in our hearts, Lord, about, you know, praying for someone, that we would just go do it and that we wouldn't be scared and you would give us courage.
And Father, I want to just pray for um, everybody in this room that we would we would surrender. We would that you would help us by your Spirit to be um, intentional about our lives, and that we would work hard and be diligent and faithful to centering ourselves on King Jesus and the kingdom. And that our, our, our allegiances would first and foremost rest on you. And that God, we would respond to the invitation of your kingdom to, to sur- surrender all of, our, all of our identity to you. And so I pray, Lord, for the extroverts in this room to, to join in God's mission and that the words that they speak and the relationships that they foster would be glorifying to you. And then, Lord, also you would help extroverts to be more welcoming and intentional about those who are different. And then for the introverts in this room, Lord, we thank you. I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you for the reminder that they, that they have given me to not neglect my inner inner life, my soul care. And that they, they have taught me to, to also value quiet and intentional relationships. And now, Lord, as we transition from this space of gathering together to worship and to be in community, would you, by your presence of your spirit, be with us so that we can go into the world around us and make a difference, helping those that we know or may not know to experience the transformative power of grace, love, mercy, and truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for all joining us together today. And um, please join us next week at 10 o'clock. And if you do have kids in the back, um, go ahead and grab them so we can release the teachers that are back there um, serving. And, um, yeah, We bless you guys. Thank you so much.